We're back with another episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. My name is Scott Van Kuna, and this week it's the scores edition of the show, where I chat with two guys that seem to be scoring at will right now. That's Porter Martone of the Mississauga Steelheads and Jagger Furcus of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Mississauga's Porter Martone has been filling up the highlight reels for both the Steelheads and Team Canada. The recently turned 17-year-old sits third in the OHL with 11 goals, eight of which have been scored in his last four games. We'll talk about his whirlwind past 18 months from being drafted into the OHL, winning a silver, bronze, and gold with Team Canada, joining the Steelheads, and the belief they have in their team this season after a strong finish last year. Here's Porter Martone. Coming off a four-point game that included a third-period natural hat-trick, joining me now is the hottest goal scorer in the OHL, with eight goals, 10 points in his last four games is Porter Martone of the Mississauga Steelheads. Porter, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty good. Uh, got a little bit of snow last night. Uh, kids were out trick-or-treating in, in, uh, in a little bit of a blizzard up here. But uh, can you believe it's already November? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the season has definitely gone off to a quick start and, and everything's kind of ramping up now. And we're getting into the, the winter side of it, which is, seems like hockey season, which is really nice. And and for you personally, the the net must be looking like a soccer net for you. You're you're third and O scoring with eleven goals in in thirteen games. Uh, what's it like when everything seems to be going in for you? Yeah, uh, I feel like we've got off to a good start. Our team. I feel like my line mates and teammates that I'm playing with have really been really been helping out me and helping out our team win. And I feel like just having that confidence and. And having those goals go in definitely it helps you a lot. But I feel like I'm just here to help my help the team win, and I'm just doing whatever I can. It's been a bit of a whirlwind past, we'll say, 18 months for you. From being drafted fifth overall by Sarnia, you make your OHL debut, you win a silver with Canada at the under-17s, come back, score your first OHL goal, get traded to Mississauga, score your first OHL hat trick, bronze at the U18s, gold at the Helenka Gretzky. Now one of the best scorers in the OHL, maybe even the CHL, and you just turned 17 last week. How have you grown? Uh, we'll start with how have you grown your game over those 18 months? Yeah, it definitely has been a wild, wild past 18 months, especially getting drafted to Sarnia and thinking I might play at least one year of junior hockey year uh, there and then end up getting traded at the deadline to Mississauga. And I feel like that's probably – one of the best things that has happened to me in my hockey career, I, I can't thank the Sarnia organization enough for all they did for me. But moving to Mississauga, I've I've loved every minute here. And the coaching staff and management and all the teammates have been have been great to me and just developed me into a great person. I feel like uh playing those international tournaments too, um, having success in them, especially winning a gold medal this this summer is probably one of the coolest moments of my life. And I feel like all that just it's uh it's just pretty surreal because you would have never thought of that when you're a little kid. And we'll talk uh, a little bit about Sarnia and some of those international stuff in a in a bit. Um, but for those who don't know you, you're you're a Peterborough native, and from what I gather, uh, one of your favorite players or guy like you you like to model your game after is another Peterborough native and Corey Perry. Yeah, I feel like I've kind of always I've always looked up to him. Him being from Peterborough, I've always watched him, and I feel like he's him. I like to model my game after him. He's a He's a very he's a big power forward. He he knows how to score goals. He knows how to make plays, and and he's a hard player to play against. I feel like being a hard player to play against it makes space and and time for you out there. And I feel like just him being a role model and me modeling my game after him is pretty cool. Especially he's from Peterborough as well. 
he's a guy that knows how to get under people's skin. Is that part of your game as well? Yeah, I feel like I like to uh, mix it up a little bit, but I don't want to take any unnecessary penalties. But I feel like being a hard-nosed player is always always a good thing to have in your back pocket. Are you superstitious at all? Not really. I kind of like going into games and kind of just, just loose and being very uh, – very relaxed and just kind of I, I love the game like I love playing it I'm having fun out there so I don't get tensed up usually before games you don't uh you know when you're when things are rolling you're not worried about keeping a specific routine like I oh I ate this last game and I had a good game I better eat it again this game no not usually actually my billets do a very good job we kind of we change my pregame up every game so it's kind of I change up every game no matter if I have the worst game or one of my best games it did change every game and I feel like I like it kind of kind of just changes it changes the mood around a bit for you as a as a younger guy in the league how do you make sure that your highs don't get too high and your lows don't get too low yeah um I feel like throughout the season there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road and ups and downs but when you're rolling when you're playing you just gotta you gotta always stick to the same things of how you got there yeah you're always gonna work hard you're always gonna put time in the gym stay on the ice a little extra everything's not going to go good good for you all the time. Sometimes you're going to get in a little slump, but you just got to you gotta remember to keep working hard. And if you keep doing that, you're you're going to get out of that slump and you just got to keep producing and, and just keep working hard. I think the biggest thing is working hard. And I feel like if you, anyone who continues to do that, you're just going to get to where you want to be. Not that you've been in a slump this year at all, but if you happen to get in one, what would be kind of the things that you would be looking to do to get out of it? What sorts of things off the ice or in practice would you be working on uh, to to try to get out of that slump? Yeah, I feel like I approach every practice trying to make me make me a better hockey player. So I definitely uh, the drill every drill you want to do a hundred percent. You want to you want to make it like game game scenario and and if you're going down to go, this goal you want to know maybe make it you're going to make a little move and and try different things and then if you're in a slump stay on after practice and. I'm just working on little things, maybe some tips, uh, just getting rebounds off the goalie, shooting from different areas on the ice, and and you just gotta you just gotta keep on working. Uh, like I said, there's gonna be bumps in the road, and if you can get through that and keep working, I feel like you get out of that slump very easily. Well, you guys are a young team this year, uh, currently sitting first in the OHL and ninth in the in the CHL top ten rankings. Uh, what style of game do the Steelheads play? Yeah, I feel like. Uh, like you said, we're a very young team, but I think we we got a lot of high end talent on our team. We have a lot of guys who I think will go really high in this year's draft, and and I feel like uh, we we are very fast. Uh, we we like to play physical, and I feel like we have a lot of we have a lot of offense, but we know how to take care of our D zone too. And I feel like we got two goalies that that have been stellar for us this year. Um, both both really young, and I feel like if they keep playing like that and we keep taking care of our D zone and letting our skill take care of itself in the O zone, I feel like we can we can keep producing. I feel like we could we could do whatever we want this year. I feel like if we want to go on a run in the playoffs, we can do that. And I was gonna I was gonna say the with the start that you guys have gotten, the the public perception of the Steelheads might have changed a little bit and maybe accelerated your timeline. In the room, do you guys feel that as as well? Like, you know you would look at the roster and look at the ages of you guys and you'd be like, well, next year would be more your year, but you guys seem to make, making a push for it right now. Yeah. We all believe in that room in our dress room. We have, we have a good core of older guys or overage in our leadership group. And 
and they want to win this year. Like some, some of their last years of junior hockey and they want to win. And I feel like all of us, we believe down there. We, we feel like if we play our game and we're playing a hundred percent, we feel like we're one of the best teams in the league. And I feel like if we just keep on developing throughout the year and keep giving that a hundred percent, I feel like we can go as far as we want. You guys aren't going to be underestimated anymore. You may, may have been at the start of the year. So how do you guys keep that momentum going and, and keep the foot on the gas here while you're going to get, you know, everybody's a game or maybe the starting goalie instead of the backup going from here on out. Yeah. I feel like uh, teams are starting to realize that we're a good team. And I feel like we just like, we got to approach every practice as hard as we can. We're going to those Monday to Thursdays throughout the weekend, ready for the weekend to play. We got to, we got to go hundred percent because we know other teams are, are building up to play against us. And I feel like if we just keep on working and sticking to our coaches systems, I feel like, um, and everyone buy in, I feel like we're going to, we're a great team and we could continue to keep on winning. What is, what's been James Richmond coach, coach GM, James Richmond's uh, message been to you guys since the start of the year and how has it, how has it changed at all or, or has it re remained the same since the start of the season? Yeah. I I remember in training camp, we came in and we had one of his biggest things is we believe in us. And I feel like uh, a lot of teams and a lot of uh, people around the hockey community thought, we were still very young this year. We're going to be middle of the pack, but um, like next year and the year after or years to go for it. But we came in, we wanted to win this year. Um, and I feel like he, he's pushed us since the start of training camp and he believes in our group. And I think uh, we've, we really started to believe in our group after the first couple of days in training camp and we're very close to the group. So he kind of brought that, this in and brought that little quote in saying, we believe in us. And if we believe in us, um, that is, we just got to keep on working and keep playing hard. How do you guys keep things loose around the room, you know, from team bonding experience, trips, movies, games? What do you, what do you guys do to keep things loose? Yeah, we uh, definitely when it's time to go and time to work hard, we're, we're competitive and have a good mindset and in the hockey mood. But in the room, we like to joke around, have fun. And especially outside the rink, we, we hang out a lot, lots of teams, go to a couple movie nights and, and get together to each other's billets and watch some movies and watch hockey games. And I feel like having that close knit team is just going to make you, make you a better team in the long run. Yeah. How, how does being such a close group help you guys when it comes to game time? Yeah, we, uh, since we're so close with each other, we really trust each other and we believe in each other. And by trusting each other, you know, that that other person is going to give their hundred percent and, and try to help the team win. So we just got to continue to stay close and not let anything else get in the way and just all respect each other and all believe in each other and all play our roles on the ice. And I feel like that'll help us win. Now, one area of the, the team's game that I'm sure James Richmond isn't entirely pleased about would be uh, the penalty category where you guys lead the OHL with 210 PIMs so far. That's 28 more than the next closest team. Is, is that something that he's talked to you guys about? Um, is it an attempt by you guys to just be not pushed around a little bit, being seen as a younger team or or a, a combination? Yeah, I feel like uh, we have we play a hard game and that's you're going to take penalties in the game. And I feel like we do have to limit down those. We have to get a bit more disciplined, but um, our penalty kill has been very good this year. So when we've been taking those penalties, we've been killing, killing lots of those off. But um yeah, well, I think he's talked to us about uh, a little bit of disciplines, but we don't want to be an easy push around team. We always want to be hard to play against, and we're going to take penalties, but I feel like we got to cut down on them a little bit. You mentioned your goalies earlier. Um, 
Ryerson Leanders, you know, he was OHL goalie of the week and back to back weeks to start off the season. He's made a few 10 bell saves already this year. What does it do for the team when you see him and, and like you mentioned, Jack as well, making saves that they might not have any business making? Yeah. Having two trusted goalies back there is a, the huge thing you, you always, uh, yeah, I don't know how to word it, but you always feel safe when they're in the, when the team's in your zone. Like, Ryerson, I remember against Kitscher on the power play, fed across, uh, and the guy one time where I opened that, he just saved me. You're like, how does he even do that? But um, they're both very young, and we have our coaching staff and everyone on our team has lots of trust in them. And I feel like if both of them keep playing their game and and keep on working, I feel like we're going to trust them the whole season. They're going to help us. They're going to help us win games. They've definitely stole a couple for us so far, and I feel like they're going to continue to do that, and and they're both very high on goaltenders. How much does that help you as an offensive guy, knowing that, you know, you can take a chance and if you make a mistake, it's not going to wind up in the back of your net? Yeah, definitely. Everyone wants to make plays in the ozone. And sometimes that leads in, in some turnovers, some odd man rushes against. But you know that that goal is going to come up big. But we also got to, when you make those mistakes, you got to back check and you got to get back and help your goalies out because every, every they're not going to always be able to bail you out. But um, I have tons of trust in both of them back there. And, I feel like we get we might have the best tandem goalies, not just in the OHL, but in the CHL. What areas of, you know, we talked about about uh, penalties, obviously, but what areas of the team game are you guys still trying to clean up a little bit? You know, we're only, we're not even a halfway through the season, obviously, so still lots of season to go. What are you guys trying to improve upon? Yeah, I feel like we just got to, we got to become more consistent. Sometimes we take periods off and, and times the game's off, and that's when the other team gets their their momentum swings. I feel like uh, since we're a young team, we're, we don't have too much experience, but um, I feel like we've got to become more consistent. We always got to we got to get pucks deep. We're we're turning over lots of pucks, but um, our goalies are up now, so defense. But I feel like if we uh, just continue to work and and watch game tape and and figure out what we're doing wrong and correct those things, it's going to help us in the long run, especially in the playoffs. Is is that how you you get better? Um, become more consistent by by watching games and seeing the mistakes they made and correcting them that way. Uh, just all, curious because it's easy to say we got to be more consistent. It's a, a little harder to quantify that. Yeah, I feel like we we watch game tapes uh, after our games and before we all watch our own shifts. And and if you're making mistakes, especially the very visible, everyone's going to make mistakes in hockey games. No one's never not going to make a mistake. But we just got to become like I said, more consistent. And by, by seeing that, by seeing those times in games when you're not, you're not playing, you're not working, you're not getting pucks on the wall and we can correct those things. And if you play a full 60 minutes, it's going to be hard to get beat. So I feel like we just got to keep building on that and become more consistent. You guys got a taste of the playoffs last year, facing off against a really tough, tough North Bay battalion team. Uh, what did you, what did you guys learn from that? How valuable was that experience for, for you guys? Yeah, um, going to North Bay, they're they're a really good team. They're kind of going on a run for it last year, and we're a younger team, kind of the underdogs. And I feel like we gave them a really good fight, and we we learned a lot of things. So playoff hockey is a lot different. We uh, we brought them to Game Six, and we we uh, battled to the last second of that game. And um, the older guys there, they taught us us younger guys coming back how hard the playoffs is, and. I feel like getting that experience going for, to game six with North Bay last year is just going to help us a lot this year by maybe we might be that higher seed and we got to know we can't take those underdogs for granted and we got to come out and you got to play all 
every game as hard as you can. And, and uh, I feel like that uh, playoff series last year is going to help our team a lot, uh, build forward this year through the regular season and playoffs. Was there anything about that series that, that surprised you? Obviously you had a monster game six, even, even though it was a loss, but uh, um, you know, you guys, like you said, battled right to the end against them. Anything surprising? Yeah. I, like, like I said, uh, we believe this year, we kind of, we, we had belief in our room last year too, that we we're going to, we could upset North Bay. We, uh, we started them a lot. We played good and it was surprising. A lot of people around the league thought we we're, we we're getting swept or losing five and we had the series tied two two for, <clears throat> for, for a bit there. And we lost game five and six, but um, I, I had, wasn't very surprised to me. I knew that we were going to give them a fight, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a good series and all credit to them. They're a great team. We're going to talk about you a little bit more now, um, you specifically anyway. First trip to Memorial Gardens was last March. I know it was a, I know it was a loss for you guys, but what was it like getting to go back to your hometown and and play uh, play against the Peets there? Yeah, it was pretty cool going back and playing your hometown. You kind of you dream of that. You dream of playing the OHL, but going back to your hometown and having all your family and friends watching is really cool. I got a I got to share and play against my built brother who was on the Pete's. We built it, uh, Chase Stillman. So it was pretty cool playing against him. And um, going back there, we we didn't win, but it was still a pretty cool mo- moment. I'm excited to go back there and play again this year. I didn't realize that you billeted Chase. What what was it like having Chase as a as a billet brother? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, my We billeted them the year before, and I lived there with them, and I moved away. And I didn't get to see them much. But when I came back for when our season was done, um, they were going on a run in the OHL championship and kind of seeing all that firsthand is, is pretty cool. Um, he's been like a big brother to me and I was very proud of him winning an OHL championship and just seeing the community rally around them. Just hopefully we could bring that back to Mississauga would be pretty cool. What, what sorts of th- uh, little tips or tricks did you, did you learn from Chase? Yeah. Um, he's always, he's one of the hardest workers. I know he's just never given up and, He's very dedicated to the game. He's he's got a very hockey family background, and his dad playing the NHL, his brother playing the NHL too, and all all of them have won an OHL championship, and and so have my so is my dad. So it's kind of they'd always joke to me about I'm I'm the last one now. So hopefully I can. But he's kind of just he's taught me the way, and uh, he's been a great role model to me. Nice to have somebody that you can lean on if if things go hard or if you have any questions, you can reach out to Chase. Yeah, he's always going to be there for me and. Uh, I've, I've been talking to him quite a bit this year. He's been playing, playing the HL. I always watch his games and yeah, it's pretty cool. And just again, going back to Peterborough and playing there. Um, how cool was it just to have your family there? Did they have to change allegiances for you or were they, they rooting for you, but against Mississauga? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I feel like my, my parents might've, might've transferred boards and become Mississauga Steelheads fans. So I had a, I had maybe a couple of my family members and friends are still, cheering for the pizza a little bit it's kind of it was cool seeing them all in the stands sitting together and watching the game and then uh march last year score the fastest goal to start a game in steelheads history eight seconds in go on to score your first ohl hat trick that game uh i'm assuming because it was in kingston a lot of family and friends around at that game as well yeah we had a couple we had a couple family family members and friends go up from peterborough it's it was a cool game uh definitely scoring your first hat trick is always cool but um, I didn't even know I, I scored the fastest goal in Steelers history, but so yeah, but it was kind of um James Hardy, our captain, kind of 
Uh, I remember his, I had two goals and there's a two minutes left and there's empty net or he had a breakaway and he kind of, he held up for me and passed to me. So it was kind of to score in the empty net. So it was kind of a, a surreal moment. He scored plenty of hat tricks. He's, he's been a great role model on my, my hockey career too. And then back to starting your career in Sarnia. How special was it for you to get a chance to play with, with Nolan Burke and start your career there with your cousin? Yeah. Um, once I got drafted, Sarnia, it was kind of cool playing with my cousin. We've been very close. We train together in the summers. We skate, uh, always hanging out and, and being able to have him to lean on my first year. Cause definitely a lot of rookies go through bumps in the roads. It's a lot different. You're playing against guys four years older and he was always there for me and, and it was always, uh, helped me out. So being able to play my first five months, of my junior career with my cousin was, was really cool. And he went on to have a tremendous year last year. And uh, couldn't be happier for him, but he's he's been a great role model on my hockey career too. And then you get moved to Mississauga. Did it make it easier coming to Mississauga with Angus McDonnell and then having uh, Jack Van Volsen there as well, your former JRC teammate? Yeah, um, definitely getting trade with someone coming in. You know, just coming in blind. You know, someone and Angus and me were pretty good friends in Sarnia, and we came to Mississauga and. We came, we came together. We had a positive mindset. And then um, when I was driving Mississauga, I found out Jack got traded too. And he's, he was like my best best buddy for minor midget. So it was kind of – it was cool seeing him here. And we've, we've uh, remained close and still really close. And it, it was nice getting traded. Um, and you had people to lean on. You knew people. So you weren't coming in blind. And going from, you know, a, a really veteran team in Sarnia where you were playing less, you know, further down in the lineup, what did what did James Richmond say to you once you arrived to Mississauga and kind of explain what he expected uh, your role to be there? Yeah, I feel like it's sorry they had they're they're a team going for it. There are a lot of older guys, so I was playing down the lineup, playing a different role, and coming to Mississauga. Uh, yeah, he kind of expected different things. I was going to play a different role. I was definitely going to get a bit more ice time just because we were so young. But um, he wanted me to just stick to stick to how I played, play a hard nosed game skill play 200 feet and he he's he's been he's helped me out a lot he always works with me on the ice especially everyone on the team and he's uh he's been he's been a great coach for me and just he's trying to not just win OHL championship win a memorial cup he's trying to develop you to uh make it in the pro career and further on and he does he's developed so many so many players from Miss Saga to the NHL so he's just trying to he's trying to help everyone out on our team now we're uh just at the just about to start the under 17 tournament like i mentioned you you won a silver there last year um you know seven goals five assists in in seven games obviously it was a it was a good tournament for you what does that tournament do as a player for your confidence coming back because it, it was you know for you it was your first game back you scored your first goal um, Zane Parekh and Saginaw, it was the same thing. He hadn't scored until after the U-17s, and we we all know what he went on to do last year. What does that tournament do for the confidence of of rookies? Yeah, uh, like I said before, your first year rookie, there's a lot of bumps in the road. And I remember I, I was struggling my first, I think it was 12 games before I left there, and I couldn't score my, I didn't haven't scored my first goal yet. I was kind of down on myself, and I went there. And you obviously, you're playing with kids your own age, it's an international tournament. You're representing your country, something you've always dreamed of, and you you get a lot of confidence playing there. Um, and I feel like I brought everything I learned there back to Sarnia, and 
definitely scoring in my first game back after after that tournament was uh pretty cool but in that tournament we won a silver medal and we we lost the u.s in the finals but you meet people there from all over over the country and they're going to be your friends for the rest of your life you're always going to stay in touch with them and yeah it was it was a really cool moment um playing for team canada and definitely gained a lot of confidence there to bring back to uh the ohl did you give any advice to your teammate Jack Ivankovic before he uh, before he left? Yeah, I kind of talked to him, but I said just have fun and uh, it's going to be one of the, it was probably the funnest two weeks of my life. First time playing for Team Canada, um, you you dream of it a little kid, and I I just told him to live and he'll he'll have a great time, and I hope I think they start tomorrow, so hopefully they can get off to a good start and uh, just bring a gold medal back to Canada. All right, I want to talk about a, a few goals now. Um, I'm sure you can probably guess. Uh, three three different goals. Uh, ironically enough, they were on th- scored when you were on three different teams. So let's we'll start with the first one, and that was against uh, Slovakia, shorthanded. You know which yeah. one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe take me through that play, and and how often do you work on that move? Try to work it in deep, and McDonnell, the flip up ahead. Here's a chance. Porter Martone into the forehand score! What a move! Porter Martone, short-handed goal, and Canada's up by three. Nice move by Porter Martone to finish it, but Angus McDonnell in the middle of it again and just feathers it beautifully to the streaking Martone and just... Thurston laying all out, Thurston laying as out as best as he can, and Martone just slips it by him. Yeah, we we're kind. Of, I remember we were on a penalty kill, and um, actually it was kind of kind of weird that Angus was on the ice with me, who plays Mississauga with me. But um, he kind of got the puck, and I kind of just started skating. He threw a he threw an unbelievable pass to me, and I got a breakaway. And I was coming in, and I just, some. It's kind of I don't know. I just faked the shot and brought it to my back end, and saw going through my legs would be kind of might be open and try to get over the goalie and end up going in and I would say I work on that uh, quite a bit in practice I love I love the through the legs move so it was pretty cool and just scoring that on uh, the national stage was, was pretty cool and then your semifinal game against USA at the Helene Kogretzky I said three goals I got a fourth one there too um you know, take me take me through that end to end rush, and obviously another goal that that blew up for you. And here's Martone, plays for Mississauga in the OHL. And now rolling puck, Martone in scores. What a dash by Porter Martone, and Canada leads by two. It's another power play goal. Well, in- we show this replay, just sit back, watch, and appreciate, as Gord said, the Martone dash. That's how we're going to call it, the Martone dash. <laughs> Thing of beauty. Yeah, it was, I remember it was at the end of the power play. I think there was 15 seconds left, and I was, I was kind of gassed, and me and Henry Muse were behind the net, and I was like, you take it. He's like, no, you take it. So yeah, I just grabbed him, and I just started skating, and I, I made a couple of moves. The next thing I know, I was in, in front of the goal and I had to make one move to my backhand and kind of tucked it in. It was, 
Uh, I feel like it was pretty, that was a pretty cool goal, especially it would be on the national stage and in the semifinals against our rivals US, which was, which was really cool. And I, um, I just remember hugging all my teammates after, and then, and then we went on to win that game and win a gold medal after, and it was probably the coolest moment of my life winning that gold medal. And then in that gold medal game, you might have had one of the passes of the tournament to to Caden Lindstrom. Uh, what what a filthy saucer pass that one was. Top by Spence. He's got Martone streaking ahead. Up the center ice it goes. Knocked down by Martone. Throws it back in front. Great pass. Lindstrom in scores. Caden Lindstrom on the sweet pass from Porter Martone ties the game at one. So we saw Porter Martone with that fantastic dash. This is a fantastic dish. Unbelievable hands by Porter Martone. And he just saucers it perfectly to the streaking Caden Lindstrom and just back to the forehand and over the right shoulder. Yeah, I, I remember Spence in our own zone uh, lifted one out and I kind of caught it mid-ice and two guys came at me. And I was like, and uh, Lindy was skating up from our own blue line. He had to... He was hustling up, so I was like, I got to give him some time. I can't rock it as a cross. So I, I kind of threw a sauce and landed on a stick, and he made an excellent finish. And I just remember it kind of went quiet in the arena because we were playing in Czechia. And, but all you just hear all of our bench go crazy, and we all, we all jumped at each other. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool as well. And then the last one, uh, earlier in October, at home against Brantford in the third period, yeah, I know you know which one that one is, so once again, take me through it. The middle, good stick there. The pass was intended for Shirk, and now the Steelheads go away. Porter Martone, great move. Martone through the logs. He scores. There is no way he just did that. No way. Porter Martone. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Porter Martone. Yeah, I got the I got the puck in the middle of the ice. It was kind of a one on one, and I made a move from my back into my forehand. And the D kind of opened up, and I I just slid it through his legs. And the next thing I was in on one on one with the goalie, and I I kind of did the same thing against Slovakia, fake the shot, bring it to my backhand, and then just get it through my legs and elevate it in. And when it was pretty cool, I remember getting back to the bench and assistant assistant coach and coach Emmers looking at me. I was like, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, it was a pretty cool goal as well. Now, obviously, we see uh, the ones that, that work out and and because they end up in the highlight reels and they get shown. How often do you try a different move and they don't work out for you in a game? Yeah, I'm always – I'm trying things. I'm, I'm always, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty creative player, so I'm always going to try things. And, and a lot of the times they don't work out, but um, you got to know when to try them. Maybe when it's a 2-1 game and you're winning and you're going a little blue line, that's when you – you don't make you don't make that play unless it's really there, um, but you always got to be creative and and make those plays and it's not always going to work. But when it does, you know you've you've been practicing that and you've been working at it. How nice is it to have a, a coach in James Richmond that uh, gives you the the freedom to to try those creative moves? Yeah, it's really nice. He's a he's a very players first coach, and I feel like if uh, he's we all know our roles on the team and. Um, he knows that I like I might be a creative player and make those moves. And when I mess up, he's he definitely says something to me and says, "If you're gonna do that, you gotta make sure me gotta make sure it actually works." And I feel like I just I practice a lot of a lot of different things in practice, and then when it comes to game, it's kind of you practice it a lot of reps, and then uh, it's kind of showtime. Hopefully, it works. Well, this weekend you guys are heading south to Michigan. 
to face off against the Memorial Cup presented by Dow Host Saginaw Spirit and and the Flint Firebirds. What do the Steelheads have to do to keep the good times rolling? Yeah, I feel like we have to go into Saginaw with a with a positive mindset. We got to go in and we got to play a full sixty minutes. Saginaw is a hard rink to play in, and they're they're a good team. I know they're struggling right now, but they still got they got good players and they're a good team. And we got to go in and we got to play a full sixty minutes and and then we got to transfer that right over to Flint. We got to, we just got to keep on rolling and just keep playing, playing our system, take care of our D zone and, and then capitalize it on our offensive chances. How do you, uh, how do you like playing with, with Luke versus, uh, versus Michael Mises, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool game for them. I remember this year we played against Saginaw. Michael was unfortunately didn't get a play, but it's cool for them to play against each other and, they're both tremendous players and going to go very far in their hockey career. So it's kind of, kind of cool for them, them to be brothers and play against each other in the OHL. How much do you and the rest of the guys from that Linka Gretzky team that uh, are in the 25 draft, how much do you guys do you like, do you chat with each other? Do you push each other? Yeah, we still, we still chat around like me. We have got, got quite a few of us. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Misa, Gavin, Spence, um, maybe a couple more, but yeah. Dag. We, Daggle, yeah, we still we still chat around. Um, we talk, we still talk to the whole team. We have a we have a little group chat, and we, we always send memories back from that. It's probably it was what a fun time we had there winning a gold medal. So yeah, it should be cool to see see all of our hockey careers work out. Yeah, well, and and I'm sure you guys will be suiting up for Canada again in the in the not too distant future. Yes, let's hope. Awesome, Porter. Thank you very much for this. Good luck this weekend and and uh, the rest of the season. Yes, thank you very much for having me. After going 3-1 and one last week, the Moose Jaw Warriors climbed to second in the CHL Top 10 this week, thanks in large part to the play of sniper Jagger Furcus. The Seattle Kraken prospect currently sits second in the WHL in goals and points. Jagger tells us how he's taking his game to another level, how the Warriors aren't afraid to talk about what they want to accomplish this season, the maturity in their game, the impact Captain Den Matechuk has on the roster, and which he prefers more, Furcus Circus or Furc de Soleil? Here's Jagger Furcus. From the hottest goal scorer in the OHL to the hottest in the dub, he's WHL Player of the Week for a second time this season after scoring six goals and nine points in four games. From the Moose Jaw Warriors, it's Seattle Kraken prospect Jagger Furcus. Jagger, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, sun's shining. You know, we're we're into November now. Hockey season full swing. It uh, it's the temperatures dropping a little bit, so it feels like hockey season now too, don't you think? Hundred percent, especially here. Yeah. What's uh What's the weather like in Moose Jaw right now? Uh, it's in the negatives for sure. I think around negative ten most days now. So it's 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 hockey weather. Yeah, getting uh outdoor rinks starting to pop up or what? Uh, soon enough they will be going. Yep. Well, for yourself, um, 16 goals and 29 points in just 14 games this season. What did you work on in the offseason that you feel has helped you the most so far this season? I I think it's a pretty cliche answer. I think you'll hear it a lot, but obviously getting stronger and faster. It's something that every summer you want to get back home and get in the gym and on the ice as quick as you can so you can get working on your shot, get working on your speed, get working on the gym. And I did that throughout the summer and I believe I had a great summer. So coming into the season, I was full of confidence. And I think right now as a team, we're playing great. And as myself, I'm also playing great. Did you, uh, did you pack on some muscle over the summer? 
Yep, for sure. I think that's especially Seattle. They want me to put on some muscle, and so do I. So I think it makes me a better hockey player, and it makes me a lot more comfortable out there. And I think uh, coming into the season, you can tell that it it makes it's made a difference. Last season, I talked to one of your future teammates and uh, Ty Nelson about the same thing. Another uh, smaller in stature guy, but he's a you know he's a like a fire hydrant. How how are you able to put on the muscle without sacrificing the speed? I think that kind of comes, it's when you're putting on the muscle, I think the big thing is, is you don't want, I mean, when you're putting on the weight, you don't want it to be kind of just weight. You want it to be muscle and you want to make sure that you're adding the right muscle or the right pounds in the right spot. And I think that's my trainer, Adam Huxley's done a great job with, about, with me throughout the last couple of years being with him. And I think this summer is another great summer. Do you, uh, do you work with him in conjunction with, uh, with Seattle to make sure that everybody's on the same page? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of just making sure I'm keeping updated with Seattle and making sure he's staying updated with Seattle as well. So it's important, and moving forward, we'll keep doing it. When you're rolling the way you are right now, do you like to to keep a similar routine? I I was talking to Porter Martone of the of the Mississauga Steelheads earlier, and and asked him the same question. But just curious, like, are you the type of guy that's like, oh, I ate this, I had a good game, I'm going to eat that tomorrow, or I did something a certain way, I got to keep doing that? No, I'm not really that kind of guy. I think it makes sense for a lot of people that are, but for me personally, I, I kind of just do my thing and keep rolling as it's going. How important is it to to be like that? Because, you know, you can kind of get in your head if you do forget something, if you're if you're superstitious or if you're too set on a routine. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, a lot of people are superstitious, especially in the, the game of hockey. You have lots of teammates that are, so... You kind of want to stay away from those guys before the game because you don't want to mess with the routine. But for myself, I, I kind of just enjoy being around the rink or whatever I'm doing. I'm not really too worried until it's on when I'm on the ice. It's kind of game time, and that's that's how I prepare for games. Who's uh, who's the most superstitious guy that you've seen so far? Uh, I don't know. We have, we have a couple guys that like to do the same thing over and over. I think Dent Matejchuk. He's he's not really superstitious, but I know his routines because I've played with him so long that I I would probably say him. Does the game feel a little bit easier for you now that you, you know, you've surpassed 200 career WHL games if if we include the playoffs? Yeah, obviously it's it's once you get more comfortable in the league and playing with uh especially in the playoffs, it, you get a lot more comfortable throughout coming in the season. You when you have the puck in your stick, you you guys you have a, you have a play made in your head already and that's kind of moving forward. I think I want to keep getting more comfortable and it's it's been great so far. Does the does the pace feel like it's a little bit slower now than than your first season? Yeah, hundred like, percent. I think as as you grow up going through Bantam or Midget, it's the same thing as as the years go on. You get more experience and more comfortable throughout, kind of understanding how the league works and how how plays work. And I think it's no different than the Western Hockey League. I'll I'll ask you about Seattle in a bit, but how much does going to two NHL camps help that as well? It's big. Obviously, when you come back, you, you want to keep the pace. Everyone says that is when you come back to a junior hockey league, you don't want to step down a pace. You want to stay at the pace you're at when you're at camp. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing coming back into this year, especially for a team like we have in Wooska. You want to make sure practices are high pace and games are high pace and whether it's it's going to be competitive throughout the whole season. So got to make sure you're doing that as soon as you come back. As a veteran on the team and a guy who signed an NHL deal, how do you guys – with the rest of the leadership group, you know, convey that message to the other guys in the room that we've got to keep the pace up and we've got to practice hard to make sure that everything is at game speed for when we get into those tight games. 
Yeah, we have we have a lot of leaders on our team. It's been uh, a lot of the same core guys throughout the last three years. So it's it's pretty easy easy to get the message across to everyone. Everyone is really good at listening, understanding, and even the young guys, they're really good leaders as well. And they all understand that we want to win this year and coming into the season, even if it's October or November, whatever it is, it's it's all leads up to when playoff time start and we want to make sure we're prepared for that moment. Other than maybe getting a, a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, faster, um, how has your game kind of evolved from that 12-game stint that you had in 1920? It's been a big jump. I think throughout COVID, even that little break everyone had during COVID, I think it was awesome coming from a small town. I had the opportunity. I was on the ice for a lot of a lot of COVID, and I was in the gym for a lot of COVID. So I think throughout that little stint where we all had stayed home, I was putting in the work. I think that's what really made me make a big jump throughout the in the last couple of years, I think uh, my shot took a big improvement throughout the COVID days. And I think that's from my basement. I That's all I could really do is shoot pucks in my basement. So that's where that kind of came from. And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of hard work and it shows when things like this are happening to me. What do you think that you can do to take your game to an even further level? I, I think a mature consistency. I think at the pro level, there's it, you have to be consistent if you want to play, and that's one big thing that I've kind of been on myself about this year is every single night, no matter who you're playing or what line you're up against that shift or whatever, you got to make sure you're going out there and being consistent and playing the same way every single shift, and that's kind of the biggest thing for sure. Porto Martone mentioned the same thing earlier to me about consistency, and and I'll ask you the same thing I asked him. How do you make sure – that you stay consistent what sorts of things can you do to you know be on top of it I think it'd be going back to the routine uh like I said I'm not really a huge routine guy but at the same time you got to make sure you're kind of preparing for the games the same way every time and whether it's watching a little video clip before the game or whether you're watching the game before the night before or anything it's just kind of coming to the game to make sure you have the confidence to understand what's going to happen and you got to make sure that everything's not going to go your way but you got to make sure you have something to jump back with do you ever have a, a bad game and, and you know, want to watch your stuff, but coaches are like, you know, wait, give yourself time to cool off before you go and look at something? I I think the inside app that we use in Moose Jaw, it doesn't send it out till the next morning. So that could be a great thing, honestly, that you don't get really get to watch until your emotions are down and you understand that it's a hockey game. So it, it, it's behind you now, but you just got to make sure you learn from your mistakes. How much easier is it for you to let, you know, the mistakes go now versus, you know, and again, it's the maturing process, but versus your first year? Yeah, I think uh, everyone makes mistakes. It's a hockey game. No one's perfect. I think throughout the years, you you understand that, that if you make one bad play in one shift, it's not the end of the world. You can bounce back the next shift and understand that it really only takes one shift to really get a guy going. So that's all it takes. Make sure you're ready for that at one shift. Well, yourself... Den Matejchuk, Atley Calvert, and Lucas Brenton all made your Warriors debut in 1920 to various amount of games. Jaeger joined in the bubble year. So you guys have been together for a long time now. What's it been like growing up with that core group? It's been unbelievable. I think those those four guys you just listed off are probably my best friends. And there's a reason for it. Obviously, we, we've played hockey together for a long time. And going on those long bus rides and staying in hotels, you, you really create a lot of core memories. And I've been super grateful for my time here. It's been nothing but the best experience. Every single day I come to the rink, I, I have a smile on my face, and those guys for sure make the day a lot better. How much do you guys push each other now? It's big. It, there's a lot of competition between us. We don't like losing to each other. That's I think that's one really good thing in Moose Jaw is 
the competition is always high and especially for the the core guys and the older guys we've all been together for a long time so losing even hurts a bit more to each other do you guys uh do you ever get on each other's nerves because you're around each other so often yep for sure i think uh especially in a hockey room there's lots of chirping and beacon going back and forth so it, it can it can get overheated a bit too much but it's it's all fun and games once you're done with it you you laugh it off and you'll probably be hanging out that night so you'll get over it quick well, I know the team goals are obviously always to win a WHL championship and then go on to win a Memorial Cup. Do you guys talk about that in the room? Like I've been reading um, with my son, Mark Messier's book, and he said that uh, those Oilers teams in the 80s, they would talk about winning and, and you know, about dreaming about what it would be like to hoist the Stanley Cup. Do you guys talk about that or do you stay away from talking about that kind of stuff? No, for sure. We talk about it. It's it's pretty daily combo, if I'm being honest. It uh we all have we haven't won really here. We've we've been through the playoffs multiple times with our core group, but I think we always talk about the feeling of winning a championship in Muska. It would be an unbelievable feeling. And I think this year we all have the mindset that we want to do that. And I'm sure there's other teams in West Hockey League that also have that mindset. So we gotta make sure we're prepared for them. And I think moving forward, it's it's a really high standard year for us throughout the coaching staff and the players. And it's it's gonna be a fun one, I think, though too. Well, you guys like you said, Last two playoffs, you got ousted by the Winnipeg Ice in, in both years. Um, how happy were you guys to see them move over to the Western Conference this year? Yeah, I think uh, obviously when you hear that news, it's it's a good feeling. They have a really good team. I think it would have been nice to play maybe one more time so we could get over that hump and get that feeling over. But it's, I mean, it's a great feeling, I guess, yeah. And And all kidding aside, how much did you learn from those, from those two playoff rounds against where, where you came up against them in the end um, that you guys can use this year to help you get that next step and go on to the final? The experience of the playoffs is obviously super important, especially the last couple of years, like we've talked about here, it's the same core guys that have been here. So coming into this year, we we understand what it takes. I think last year it was a good run. We, we gave Winnipeg a good shot. It was, it was a good playoff series, but uh, this year, I don't really know going into going into every game of the playoffs. It's it's the biggest game, and you got to treat it like it's Game Seven of the Memorial Cup or of the Western Cup Western Championship. And it's a it's a great feeling when when you win those playoff games, but it's a terrible feeling when you lose it. Well, after going three and one last week, you guys have climbed to uh, second in the CHL top ten rankings. Um, you know, again. The goal is to be the top team at the end of the year, but is it nice to get some recognition uh, this early in the season, national spotlight? 100%. I think the recognition is nice. It, it shows that the the teams watch out for us, and that means every single night that teams are going to be bringing their top game, and I think that we're all ready for that, and that's kind of what we want going into the end of the year. We want to be playing the best hockey we can, so it's great to get recognition this early, but at the same time, it's it's early in the season and we all understand that, that that ranking doesn't really mean a whole lot to us in the room right now. It's, it's, it's a great recognition but at the same time we can move from it. But like you mentioned, you, you're going to get everybody's a game, the starting goal every night. How much is that a benefit to you guys with the aspirations of going on a deep run? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, when you're playing everyone's a game, you, you have to come out every single night and especially in playoffs, that's what you need. You, you can't have a night off. It's the consistency in playoffs when, when everything's not going your way or if it's going your way, you have to stay with the same mindset. I think uh, when you're playing everyone's top goalie, their their first lines or whatever, it's it's important that you're there every single time you're in you're in the moment and you're not kind of outside and in a different zone, I guess. 
How does uh, Coach Marco Leary want you guys to play this year? I think the last couple of years, it's kind of been the same. It's just fast. Make sure we have a quick transition. I think this year it's been even better this year, though. It's if people are making bad changes or whatever, we have a really quick transition that we can put the puck in the back of the net as well because we have some good scorers in the front. And and you guys, like we said uh, before we started, that uh, you've got a few new players on the team. How do you guys and, and you know, the, the core guys that have been there forever, um, how do you help them along and integrate them into the team so that they can get up to speed quickly? Uh, yeah, they, they obviously our staff did a really good job. They're, they obviously want to win as well this year. And getting those Parker and uh, Sherman, it's big for us. It's depth guys that we needed. And I think going forward, they're they're already comfortable in our room. They're really good guys. They get along with their core already and all everyone throughout the whole team. And I think they, they were really good kids. So when they come in, it's pretty easy for them to kind of jump right into it. And and when a trade like that happens, who breaks the news to you? Is it uh, GM Jason Rippling or is it or is it coach? I was coach this year. Uh, I think the GM kind of gave us a little a little hint about it, but it was a GM or the coach that kind of let us know what was happening. And what what kind of message does that send to the rest of the room when something like that when a deal like that goes down? It's important, obviously, understanding that the staff they want to win as well. And when you make a trade like that, it it puts I wouldn't say the pressure, but it puts a, bit, a better mindset throughout the whole team that it's a year that we want to win. And going forward, now that we have the guys to do it, there's no excuses throughout the whole lineup. It's it's the team to win this year. And does it make it nicer to have them come in a little bit earlier in the season versus, you know, right at the deadline? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, now that they're here, they've been here for almost a month already. So it, they're comfortable already. And going forward, they'll just get more comfortable and they already know our system. So it, it's a good thing. Now, half of your losses this year, you guys are you guys are ten and six. So half of your losses came before Matejchuk got sent back from the NHL. Obviously, when you're watching games, you can see his impact on the ice. What does he bring to you guys off the ice? Uh, he's a leadership guy, and he brings a presence in the room that it's demanding. It's uh, when he's talking, everyone listens, and and it's been like that even when he was younger. When he got a letter when he was really young, and there was a reason for it. He he has a mature. I guess personality and when he comes around the rink or he's in the room everyone understands that what he's saying it's he's a great player so it means a lot throughout the whole room and and for the team you know if, if you're looking at the standings right now you guys have scored just one goal more than you've allowed um, a lot of that was when when Denton was away but um, what do you guys have to clean up in the defensive end of of your game obviously yourself you're you're off to a great start with a you're a plus 14 right now but what does the team have to do to clean up in the defensive end i think it's just simple mistakes whether it's at the blue line and the pucks kind of there you got to make sure those pucks get out and that's when it really hurts you is a little turnover of the blue and that ends up in the back of your net and that those really kill momentum and i think that's one thing that we've learned throughout the start of the season when when we weren't really playing our best hockey that it's little things like that or little turnovers of the red line that end up back in, in the back of your net or just a momentum shift that gets things going for the other team. And those shifts mean a lot in the game and it shows when you're winning and you're losing, you can tell. Does, does a guy like Denton coming back, does he help keep guys a little bit more accountable out there? Oh, for sure. I think uh, he's obviously our captain for a reason. He holds everyone accountable. He holds myself accountable. I hold him accountable. It's kind of a thing that we lean on each other. Everyone kind of leans on each other. And it's important that you have that kind of chemistry and recognition in the room. For yourself, um, you know, you keep progressing every year. Last year, you hit the 40 goal mark. Do you set personal goals for yourself? Like this year, I want to get 
50. Obviously, we know the the team goals, but what what kind of goals do you have for yourself this year if it's not stats-wise other goals? I think what we were talking about earlier was consistency. I think with consistency comes my success on the ice, and I think it showed this year I've been a consistent player throughout every game. I'm coming in and I'm bringing my A game, and I think that's kind of what I want to keep going. That was my big thing coming in this year is just making sure you get more consistent because at the pro level, it's that's the biggest thing is that's the difference between playing every night or whether you're in the stands watching and that's kind of what that's that was my goal this year. Now, everybody uh, growing up, you know, they they watch the World Juniors at Christmas time. I'm sure you were the same. Um, you got invited to the the summer virtual meetings along with uh, Jaeger and and Matejchuk. Um, what did you learn from those, and how much would it mean to you to get an invite to to selection camp? Oh uh, yeah, there's obviously it's a bit different. I was there previous years before that as well, and it was it was a lot more on nice and physical wise. But this year is just kind of getting to understand the mental pre preparation and understanding what Team Canada means at the World Juniors and how important it is to the country. So if I got the opportunity to go to the camp and show what I can do, it would it'd mean the world. I've been working my hardest to sure I get there, and and hopefully it'll go my way. Last year at the end of the season, obviously, again, it didn't end the way that you wanted to, but a couple of days after the season ended, you signed your NHL entry-level deal. Um, how good did that feel, and, and did it take a bit of the pressure off heading into this season? Yeah, I think uh, getting that deal, it's important. It brings a lot of confidence into your game as well this year. It uh, Especially, I got a little stint in Coachella last year when I was there. It was it was unbelievable to see the work ethic and see how everyone prepares for games there, and I think that's kind of what I brought back into this year as well is how hard those guys work and whether it, it was end of May or mid June, you really, you really see the difference between pro hockey and junior hockey. And how often do you keep in touch with the, with Seattle throughout the season? I know we, we talked about the trainers um, keeping in touch, but how often do they, you know, come to your games or talk to you? Uh, the player development guys uh, are unbelievable to me. I, I stay in touch with them probably a weekly basis. They're always giving me a shout or text me after games and, let me know what I can work on or whether what I did right or what I did wrong. And then I really appreciate that. That's obviously where I want to be. So getting uh, little ins and outs from those guys, it means the world to me and they're unbelievable with me. And, and then as a prospect of the team, how exciting was it to see what they, they accomplished last year? It was cool. Obviously I was in Coachella at the time. So when we were all the prospects were there kind of watching things and it was an exciting time of the year. And, there was a Ty Carche that was with Coachella and he was a younger guy. So we all kind of knew him really well. And obviously seeing him have success was really cool as well. Cool to see how many high-end prospects that are, are familiar faces to you from across the CHL that are there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, obviously there, Seattle has a lot of Ontario guys in my draft. So I, I, I know a lot of Ontario guys there and uh, obviously I, I stay updated on those guys as well. I think uh, David Goyette and Ty Nelson are two guys that I really stay updated with in the OHL and they've had both really had really good seasons last year and it doesn't look like things have changed this year. For you, uh, it's going to be your last year in the WHL. Do you have a favorite rink to uh favorite barn that you go into where you're just like, you know, every night I go here, I, I have a good night. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I don't really want to share that. I think there's <laughs> okay. there's lots of rinks that I go into that I, I have confidence in, but I think one rink that you all really enjoy playing in is Rogers Place in Edmonton. It's my hometown, or, or it's near my hometown as well, so I always have lots of family there, and obviously playing in an NHL rink, it's it's really cool. And uh, before I wrap it up, Fergus Circus, 
or Firk de Soleil? Uh, I would probably stick with the Firk of Circus. <laughs> we'll tell Craig Button. Uh, you guys have uh, Edmonton and Calgary this weekend. What do you guys have to do to ensure a, a couple more victories? Uh, we got to make sure we stay with the pace we're playing at throughout this weekend. Obviously, we played two games with uh, two good teams with Prince George and uh, Prince Albert, and they're they're a fast paced team. So we got to make sure that we stay paced with with while we were playing this past weekend and going to those rinks. It's it's enjoying those kind of stadiums. Like I just said, it's it's important games for us, and I think we want to keep going the way we were right now. Jager, this has been great. Thank you very much, and good luck this weekend and the rest of the season. Thank you. If you've made it this far, thanks for watching, listening, and make sure you check back next week where I'll have editor-in-chief of the Hockey News, Ryan Kennedy, on to talk all things CHL. See you then.